but definitely think about ways to strengthen the spleen because the liver, the spleen, and the kidneys are the most important organs to factor in with fertility health. Are you tired of spending hours online searching for the next fertility secret? Did you know that there are simple strategies that you can use to increase your chances of becoming pregnant? There are easy steps to work into your daily life and most doctors are not talking about them. Whether you are just getting started or you have been trying to conceive for several years now, this is the podcast for you. Ladies, I'm Dr. Gina Rosella Terranoni and I am happy to be a guide on your fertility journey. For over 20 years now, I have helped over 2,000 women and partners trying to conceive to become pregnant. I can help you to create your family too. This podcast focuses on all things fertility. It will encourage you to take specific actions and boost your fertility health right away. In this podcast, we will cover fertility foods and how to automate your fertility nutrition, how to remove toxins that may be impacting your hormones from your home and your life, and how to schedule regular self-care. We will cover the latest fertility research, how it impacts you, and so much more. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, ladies. Come on in. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And in this episode, we are continuing our talk of which foods to eat for fertility and how to boost your fertility health. I want to start today with a list that is very popular, and you can find this online. I can put a link in the show notes. It's called the Dirty Dozen, and then there's also a list, the Clean 15. And you can go to the Environmental Working Group website. It's www.ewg.org. And then also there's a site that has the lists kind of spelled out pretty cleanly nestedblissfully.com, and that's how to eat clean. And just a reminder of all vegetables and fruits are not created equally. What I mean by that is some have seeds, um, some have little seeds and punctures that go deeper into the fruit. Think about that like strawberries, blackberries. If they're sprayed with pesticides, they don't just stay on the surface, they go deep and they get saturated. So those types of foods are on the dirty dozen list, meaning always buy them organically. Also think about fruits or vegetables where you're eating the skin because the skin will get coated with pesticides. And if you're eating the skin, there's a concentration on there and it's really not healthy to get the pesticides in your body, especially when you're trying to conceive. Let me go over this list with you. And again, if you're exercising, I love listening to podcasts when I'm exercising. If you're walking around, no worries. Just come back to this podcast later and make a note. And just really focusing on the vegetables and the fruits that you like, make sure that you're getting the ones that are highly recommended for organic. And these are called the dirty dozen. Strawberries. I already mentioned them, but if you look at the strawberry, you'll see the seeds and they've got the little deeper holes that go into the whole fruit. Spinach. If spinach gets spray, uh, sprayed with pesticides, it's hard to clean off. Nectarines because of the skin, apples, peaches, pears, cherries, grapes, celery 
tomatoes, sweet bell peppers, and potatoes. All of these fruits or vegetables either have seeds that pull pesticides in or they've got skins that get saturated. So all of those should be eaten organically. Now let's look at the clean 15. This is the good news. The clean 15 is said to be okay to buy regular, meaning there's pesticide use. Now, even if you're buying these vegetables and fruits, it's really important to still clean them and not just a quick rinse. Get a sponge or get one of the vegetable fruit brushes that you probably see in your produce section or you can get it online and then just gently scrubbing with mild soapy water, organic soapy water. So okay to buy regulars, avocados. So they have skin, but you don't eat the skin. Sweet corn, again, you peel that down and you're eating the inside. Same with pineapples, cabbage, onions, sweet peas, papaya, asparagus, mangoes, eggplant, honeydew, kiwi, cantaloupe, cauliflower, and broccoli. Now for me personally, those last two, cauliflower and broccoli, I'd probably still put those on the dirty dozen list, but I guess it wouldn't be a dozen anymore. But I feel like there's a lot of crevices for pesticides to get in there. So if you do buy those regular, I would soak those in water and then spray them with a little bit of a cleaner, an organic food cleaner. So I hope that's helpful. At least sometimes it's hard to find things. I know for me, it's hard to get organic avocados, but I feel pretty good about them because they've got that skin and same with pineapples and anything with skin that's preventing going deeper and you're not eating the skin. If you were eating the skin of an avocado, then that would definitely be on the dirty dozen list. Okay, great. So you have got the basics. We went over the proteins, the fats, the carbs for you to eat, and then the dirty dozen, and then alternatives for the clean 15. Now, here's another question that I get often from clients and patients is which diet do I follow? Well, I say you're eating for fertility and you're already eating like you are pregnant. Now you've got out there IF, intermittent fasting, you've got keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, raw foods diet, Mediterranean, Asian diets. There's so many options out there. To keep it simple as what I'm trying to do with everybody that I work with for fertility health, choose Mediterranean and then also I'm biased, but this is what I'm trained in. I add in East Asian food fundamentals. And what does that mean? Well, it's something that could go on for, for days, but again, we're keeping this simple. So basically in Chinese medicine, I'd mentioned this in some of the other podcasts as well as keeping things simple on your system, but eating for you specifically, we all have different health issues or strengths that we're born with or that we develop over time. So you really have to be in tune with what your body's telling you, with what types of foods that you're eating. Yes, you want to look at the characteristics of your food. Looking at proteins, carbohydrates, fats, and all the other components of food. So when you're going to eat, you've got to factor what's the temperature, what's the season outside, and then also ask, is the food warming? Is it cooling? 
Is it neutral in flavor? Is it moistening to my system? Is it drying me out? Is it strengthening to my energy or is it really hard to digest? Does it calm the mind? Will it reduce excessive watery accumulations? There's all these things. And yes, that's a lot of Chinese medicine lingo, but this is a lot that we factor in. And we also cook with a lot of herbs in our foods as well to help with digestion. Food is medicine and it has to be treated as medicine and it has a ton of functions. Now I'm going to get into a little bit of Chinese medicine nutrition based on five elements. I don't want this to be confusing, but this is one of the fundamental concepts of Chinese medicine and eating and five elements are woven throughout how I work with my clients. And you'll probably start to see that now in some of these episodes, but There's just a lot of information about this, but I want to give you some starter points, okay? I don't want to get too heavy because I don't want to lose you. If you've ever seen a Chinese medicine practitioner, maybe they say you've got some liver imbalance, which is common with fertility or infertility issues. And some of these imbalances can show up as stress, neck and back tension, menstrual disorders, irregular cycles, skip periods, blood clots anemia. These are just some of the challenges that we see. Um, Also, let's see what else, some digestive issues or regular menses or cycle and maybe skipped ovulation or unpredictable ovulation. Emotionally, you might see some depression or anger, irritability. In this case, I recommend eating more of these types of food. Think about green stalks and sprouted vegetables, chicken, liver, leafy greens, bok choy, chard, broccoli, asparagus. Those are just a few. And eat less. Well, first of all, don't overeat. Eat smaller meals. And those really rich tasting foods that have too much fat or they're greasy, eat less of that. Eat less, much less red meats and maybe eliminate it altogether much less processed foods as well. If you are more of a heart person, some of your symptoms that might show up are anxiety, palpitation, sweating with nerves, insomnia, irregular heartbeat, excessive dreaming, and some psychological imbalances like mania, bipolar. These are more on the extreme, but the foods that are helpful with heart imbalances and people are bitter foods, grains, beets, red peppers, dark leafy greens, beans, and seeds, and eat less salt, no smoking, and no alcohol. And that's what we're doing anyway. When heart people are in balance, they're really good at intuition. They're sentimental. They're passionate. They're charismatic. These are all really good things. Oh, and I didn't mention, or my liver people are probably like, hey, what about me? If you're more of a liver constitution, rejoice. You're really good at being creative and starting new projects. You're a good leader. You're good at growth, courage, endurance, perseverance. So all of the constitutions have pluses. So for our spleen people, we're looking at more sweet foods and spleen imbalance often can go hand in hand with liver imbalances. As far as emotions go, it'd be more a mental worry or concern, 
fatigue or tired, being feeling tired, having a low appetite, poor digestion, loose stool diarrhea. Often we can see that with menstrual discomfort is loose stool diarrhea, abdominal distension, bloating, um, easy bruising, excessive menstrual flow, miscarriage, bleeding disorders, lack of a period or ovulation. So it can be more under anemia as well. But definitely think about ways to strengthen the spleen because the liver, the spleen, and the kidneys are the most important organs to factor in with fertility health. So for spleen in particular, you want to eat pretty much all of your food is cooked or steamed. So we're looking more at soups and stews. You can add ginger to your foods. Sweet potatoes are great to strengthen the spleen. Rooted vegetables. So think fall vegetables, squashes. Also, dates are really good. And try to worry less. Try to stop yourself from overthinking. One of the best ways to do that is to start a meditation practice can be really helpful with that. And also avoid raw foods and juicing. Now, if you've got a spleen constitution, your strengths are spleen people are really good at being calm. They're super helpful with their family and communities. They like to be involved and needed. They're harmonious, they're loyal, and they can be very predictable. Now, if you're a lung constitution, some of the imbalances that you'll see are more about allergies, asthma, stuffy nose, skin issues, rashes, fatigue, coughing, shortness of breath, sweating easily, lack of sweating, um, buildups of fluid in the system that can influence circulation. So that can cause some issues with fertility. Now eat more peppers, apples, pungent foods, pumpkin, turmeric, blueberries, green tea, beets and beet grains are just good for everybody focusing on fertility. Cordyceps tea is also very good for fertility, but very good for lungs. Pears, they're very high in sugar, so just minimal, or you can do pear juice and cut it with water. Figs and nuts and seeds, strawberries, mushrooms, daikon radish. Eat less or no dairy, no processed meats, less salty foods, or so definitely no soda or carbonated drinks. And sometimes onions and garlic can create some issues with lungs. So it just depends on the type of lung issues that you have and avoid fried foods. Now, if you're a lung constitution, you are really good at connecting, communicating. You're great in relationships and structure, and you like to follow a plan. I find that patients that I work with that have more of a lung constitution just love all the PDFs and charts and recommendations that I give them, and they just stay on task and they, they just love it. So that is your bonus qualities. And now we look at people that are geared more towards kidney constitution. And some of the imbalances that may show up can correlate with menstrual issues, being low back pain, knee pain, ringing in the ears, low pitch, premature gray hair, hair loss, osteoporosis, frequent urination, urinary incontinence, cold feet fear, weak willpower, isolated, or feeling insecure. So some of this is also going to be related with circulation challenges in the body, especially with cold feet, low back pain. That's definitely showing less blood circulating, which we really do need for fertility. 
So to boost your kidneys, you'd like to eat more black beans, sesame seeds, seaweed, kelp, lamb, some beef, ginger, cinnamon, miso soup, soybeans, walnuts, chives, and goji berries. Eat no raw foods whatsoever. Do not drink cold water, cold drinks, and no smoothies. Those are the worst things that you could do for kidneys. And honestly, when you're trying to become pregnant, really try to not do raw foods unless it's hot summer, but I would still do that after you had a warm meal. No ice cubes in your drinks, definitely no smoothies. And the benefits of being a kidney person or having a kidney constitution is that you're mature, you're wise, you've got stable emotions, you're articulate, clever, introspective, self-sufficient, and longevity. These are all bonuses. And again, this is a pretty huge topic. This was just a little taste of traditional Chinese medicine and how different patterns can be calmed or diagnoses can be eliminated just by some simple shifts in your diet. This is by no means all of the information. So for it to make sense to you, you can start thinking about the elements and there's a plethora of information online. And I give my patients and clients a ton of information on specifics for the different types of people and what kind of foods are supportive for fertility. I hope that you found this episode enjoyable. And maybe when I was going through the elements, you're thinking, oh, I'm drawn to that kind of food or Maybe I've got irregular cycles. Maybe this will help. There's just, there's so much information on this topic. Definitely follow on social media. And I talk about food and the benefits all of the time. So there's a plethora of knowledge out there for you to dive into if you want. I hope that you're well. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. And I look forward to having you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Fertility Footprints podcast today. Are you craving more fertility tips and tools? Do you want to go much deeper and learn how to become pregnant faster with a lot more details and strategies? I've got a special gift for you. Right now, you can get seven days of free access to my members-only private podcast. Sign up now and I will send you my Fertility Footprints audiobook, yours to keep completely for free. Head to the show notes to sign up, get access, and start listening today.